This is Dan Harrison for the Chamber Podcast with Keith Stokes-Smith, the President of the Greater Birmingham Commonwealth Chamber of Commerce. Keith, we're going to talk a little bit about the Commonwealth Chamber and the region's relationship with the Commonwealth. First of all, if you could tell us a little bit about your personal relationship with the Commonwealth, which encompasses the the Birmingham Commonwealth Association and, of course, now the Greater Birmingham Commonwealth Chamber of Commerce. Indeed it does. Uh, Yes, my connections really with the Commonwealth took off just over four years ago when um, I put myself forward to become chairman of the uh, Birmingham Commonwealth Association, an initiative uh, founded by Birmingham City Council. Um, And also uh, I was very conscious that it was something which going back 30, 40 years, was a prominent uh, feature, prominent um, body in the lives of, of many of us. And I'm, I'm an age to remember that. Uh, and at a time when we were certainly exporting some 40% of our exports to Commonwealth countries compared to the 9% today. In fact, of course, a similar percentage in the 40s to what we are exporting to the EU. So there was great potential then and even greater, much greater potential now. So when I had the opportunity four years ago to get involved, I was very happy to do so and keen to do so. Yeah, there are relationships there, long-standing relationships with 52 other countries, and perhaps they've not been forgotten about, but they've been overshadowed slightly. I think you're probably right to a certain extent there that there is an element, uh, I, I would feel, from some of the countries that um, we sort of put them to one side in order to focus on the EU, um, but certainly having gone to the Business Forum at Chogham in April, a three-day event, I got the impression there that um, people were happy to move on, were forward-thinking, looking to the future, uh, and that's what we needed to do. And indeed, to a large extent, we're looking to the UK to lead on Commonwealth initiatives, and, in, and I believe that is what we're doing, as the Prime Minister told us whilst we were there. So, yes, I, I think most people have moved on, most countries have moved on, and there's a a substantial enthusiasm from all Commonwealth nations to get stuck in and and get back to where we were, in fact, and and, uh, promote the export opportunities, and and beyond that, um, get rid of poverty as best we can uh, and assist each other um, as a body of of nations. And, of course, we've had a couple of major developments that have really put the Commonwealth back on the map as such, Brexit, and of course Birmingham being awarded the Commonwealth Games in 2022. Indeed, in fact also at Malta, the last Chogham meeting uh, gathering was at Malta uh, two years ago, that really kick-started I think the enthusiasm again for the Commonwealth and Malta did a fantastic job and indeed next year uh, there's going to be the first uh, Commonwealth Investment Forum taking place in Malta. But yes, Brexit, as it happened, uh, for those of us who did not vote for Brexit, but Brexit uh, seemingly and understandably has put the Commonwealth back on the map, uh, and so it should and should have done anyway, even before, uh, without Brexit. And yes, with the Commonwealth Games coming to Birmingham in 2022, following the Games on the Gold Coast, there's a lot more impetus to, to promote the Commonwealth. And of course, it's in the UK, and as the UK is seen as leading on many initiatives, it's, it's a, a double benefit for us. Tell us about why the relationship with these other member nations is so special and also how we can capitalise on that. It's, of course, a a historical relationship um, and there has been substantial legacies left in many of these countries. Um, Much of that legacy is to the benefit of those countries and and let's not harp on about some of the legacies which perhaps weren't so beneficial. But overall, 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure most nations believe there, there was a, a, a beneficial legacy. Uh, and the historic ties, the common language, uh, to a certain extent common laws between the, the nations. And there's still this emotional tie between us, the UK and those countries. And indeed, for the 16 nations, I think it is, who have the Queen as their head of um, government effectively, um, even more so in emotional ties. So there's still a lot of affection um, between the 52, in fact, 53 countries and um, you know, that brotherhood, sisterhood feeling to it. We've already mentioned the, the Commonwealth Games and, of course, you were part of the Birmingham delegation that went out to the Gold Coast for the 2018 Games. I mean, the sport took centre stage, but it was a very important opportunity uh, from a business point of view to make some key contacts and to promote trade as well. Yes, uh, obviously sport is the main focus of the Commonwealth Games and so it should be. But increasingly over the years, and I'm sure it'll, uh, it'll become even more dominant, trade and indeed cultural aspects uh, are, are becoming more prominent. And certainly whilst I was at the Gold Coast, there was a two, maybe three week, I think, um, programme every day of trade-related uh, gatherings, seminars, conferences. So trade is seen as, as an important aspect of bringing people together uh, and improving the wealth of countries and, and the economic viability and success of countries. So uh, wealth creation is now becoming very much part of, of the Games uh, and uh, sort of not really uh, peripheral anymore. And I gather a lot of people... Show we're, we're interested in, in the Greater Birmingham Commonwealth Chamber and what it's all about, and we, we believe it's kind of the first of its, its kind as well. Yes, well, certainly when I was at the various trade fairs and meetings and seminars at the Gold Coast, I was making as many people as I could, particularly those who have got some influence in the world in the Commonwealth, aware of the new Commonwealth Chamber uh, and making them also aware that as far as we were concerned, it's the first in the UK of its kind, uh, meeting people like Lord Marland, who's chairman of the Commonwealth Enterprise and Investment Council based in London, Baron of Scotland, Commonwealth Secretariat, even the Premier of um, Queensland, I uh, had a chat with her. And, um, and uh, the, in fact, I ran out of my um, business cards for the Commonwealth Chamber um, in making sure that I was, people were aware about us and, and our keenness in engaging with them. What was learnt over there then in terms of how we, we can kind of achieve some more bilateral trade between our region and some of these countries? It was very evident that they were very keen to trade with us and very often once I had given out my card I was bombarded in re the receipt of cards and people tracking me down to, to have a chat with me. Certainly in, in the case of Queensland, but I'm sure it probably applies to all of Australia, there's significant interest in, in engaging with us on, on trade and indeed in investment. Um, so I think it's just actually a case of making that happen. Geographically, of course, they're quite some distance away. Uh, we already export, I think it is 8.5 billion of goods and services to Australia uh, and import 4 billion, so it's a net benefit to the UK at the moment. But there's great potential even in Australia uh, as a um, mature economy uh, and one would hope going forward that my network and, and the contacts I, I made will be very fruitful. What do you think is attractive about Birmingham to these other member nations that we're, we're looking to do business? Well, what's, the, what's the selling point to, to get them involved with our, our businesses over here? I'm not sure Birmingham itself is, is uh, any more attractive than any other major city in, in the UK. But it, it's a case of uh, trust, uh, integrity, um, professionalism, 
uh, and we can offer that certainly as a chamber. That, that's behind what we do. It's also a case of selling, and, uh, in the case of exporting from the UK, uh, quality products uh, and, and brands which um, overseas nations very much trust and they do enjoy and do wish to, to buy British products. Uh, and I think Birmingham, which is obviously a, a big manufacturing city and the greater Birmingham, and indeed the services sector, which there is a substantial demand for, can meet much of that demand. So Birmingham has a great opportunity to um, take advantage of, of the export opportunities which are out there, and indeed we should do so, and they're happy to engage with us in that process. And I, I guess a lot of people will see the connection between the Commonwealth Chamber and the fact that the games are coming here, but it's about making it long-lasting as well. It's not just about gearing up for 2022, is it? No, I mean, the Commonwealth Chamber, um, obviously only formed on the 12th of March this year, has great potential. Uh, I think we're only touching the surface of what we can do and should be doing. We have a programme, we've started to put together a programme uh, about uh, inter, in, uh, bilateral trade with, with Commonwealth nations. Uh, there are, of course, 52 of them, so that'll probably take us quite a number of years to get through. But um, there's great potential there. And um, we look forward to doing so and indeed pushing the barriers out uh, and trying to come up with more creative ideas for trade and um, try and take some of the uh, excitement away from London to Birmingham. And just uh, finally, the, the, you already alluded to another uh, significant event that you attended, which was the Commonwealth Heads of Government gathering. So just tell us a little bit about that and what came about for, from, from that meeting. Thank you. Yes, that, that was a three-day, very intense gathering over those three days uh, with a substantial number of speakers and, and panellists taking the stage, including uh, over two days, uh, the Prime Minister Theresa May spoke, Liam Fox spoke, the Chief Executive Officer of Postal Services, Post Office, Royal Mail, um, other well-known names from businesses in India, uh, and across the world, uh, Commonwealth nations, and of course a number of Commonwealth heads of government, uh, Malta, uh, Jamaica, uh, and even Cameroon, which I don't think is a Commonwealth nation at the moment. So it was very intense, massive knowledge transfer to me, um, a bit of networking as well. Um, so a very productive three days, but very intense three days. Yeah, I had a quick read through a very vast sort of debrief you did for us from the event. And one thing that struck me was... Uh, uh, part of the agenda which was about making business easier between Commonwealth countries which is extremely important if we want to get this moving isn't it? It is in fact um, yes uh, freight and the movement of freight which in, in some nations particularly Africa for example is far too slow at the moment um, uh, also the documentation needs crossing borders is far too slow and inappropriate uh, and so certainly the UK government have put some funds aside to try and assist both uh, those nations directly and the World Trade Organization in substantially improving the, the speed of movement of, of uh, goods and services across borders um, and also the paperwork involved in that to try and bring a system which works across all the Commonwealth and not just one or two countries. So there is great enthusiasm to improve the speed of trade, uh, particularly with new technologies, e-commerce, etc. And certainly we're in a fourth industrial revolution at the moment, which means technology is moving at quite a pace and is trying to keep pace with that technology as well.